Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 134 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer in Rogers Place tonight. The Dallas Stars come to town. Oilers seven points out, six games left. Stars in a pretty good spot here to make the playoffs. They might be a team nobody wants to play. Some guests on the show receive gift cards to Japanese Village Steak and Seafood cooked right at your table. Japanese Village, Edmonton South, Downtown, Northside, and Sherwood Park. Uh, We just had Brian Burke on the show. Pleased to be joined by Dallas Stars General Manager Jim Nill as we head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Hello, Jim. How you doing? I'm doing great. That's that's a tough uh, tough guy to follow, Brian Burke. Well, we've had uh, Thursdays are our uh, most dialed-in show. This is uh, for Chorus, which has 40 stations across Canada, uh, one of the most podcasted shows across the country. Uh, and obviously we do very well with the numbers on the show as well in terms of the traditional broadcast measures. But Thursdays are our most downloaded day. I, I'm having. To, I'm thinking that might be because of Brian. So he has uh, now. Does he bring when he was the general manager? Did he bring the same sort of truculence in the GM meetings and the executive meetings uh, that uh, we he, see on the air? Yeah. Well, he would try to, but he'd, he'd get uh, slapped down pretty quick. So now, no problem. Now, here's the thing: you're a very mild mannered, polite, nice gentleman. But the fact of the matter is. When I remember watching you with the Winnipeg Jets, like you punched above your weight class. You dropped the gloves, and that was just the byproduct of how the game was played back then, wasn't it, Jim? Well, to tell the game, yeah, a little bit how the game was played, but I, I don't know. I'm just a guy that, you know, you do things right, and I, I just don't like when people take advantage of other situations. So I was, that kind of always kind of got me riled up. But uh, I've aged a little bit now, and I've calmed down a little bit. So so it's, it's, life's good. Are you, the be- <laughs> are you the best player that's ever come out of the University of Calgary? Ooh, I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about that. Did you ever play with Robin Laycock? Yes, I did. He was yes. he was a pretty skilled player, right? Eh? He was very skilled. Yeah. The Laycocks, yeah, they're, they're very skilled. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, there were some good players. That, you know, the Canadian University League probably doesn't get enough respect. It. Uh, you know, I went there after playing in Messinghead for three years because it was an opportunity for me to play in the Olympics, and uh, it was an eye opener. That it's a good league. You know, it's it's guys a little bit older. Uh, you know. Most of them have played junior hockey yep. and maybe some late developers, but the Canadian University League is a very good hockey league. Well, I believe you were one of the teams looking at Luke Philp, uh, who ultimately signed with Calgary. Uh, Alberta lost the national championship final a couple of weeks ago. We were in Vegas. I actually had this is this is the modern era, uh, Jim. Somebody was kind enough to set up through their Twitter account a video feed so I could watch the first two periods of the game because yeah. it was blocked out. I couldn't access my shot count down in the States. Um, but I think there were 10 or 12 NHL organizations that were there. I know that you guys had seen Luke play a couple times this year, and uh, he ultimately signed with Calgary, and the Bears lost a defenseman to uh, the KHL, and, and then a uh, goaltender to San Jose at a another uh, defenseman to uh, Winnipeg's farm team. So uh, those guys all had eligibility left. And for those programs, bringing, you know, getting players to the next level, that's, uh, that's a feather in their cap to help advance those careers for those players. No, it, it definitely is. And, and sometimes we get, 
you got to be careful in our business. We get wrapped up into, you know, we see some guys that are 18 years of age that come into the league and light it on fire. But those are exceptional players. And, you know, historically, you know, players really don't start to develop till they're, you know, 22, 23, 24 sometimes. And uh, we sometimes try to, we get a hold of the curve just because of there's some exceptional players out there. But, you know, you look at, you know, a lot of Europeans, you know, don't come over. I, I know back in my Detroit days, you know, the Zetterbergs and Datsuks, we, bring, we brought them over at 22, 23 years of age. And, uh, uh, you know, everybody develops at a different stage, but we're in this, we get caught up in this rat race of, ooh, we got to get these guys playing at, you know, 19, 20, 21, and not everybody's ready at that time. So many different places to start with your team. They're 40, 31, and 6 coming off a win last night against Calgary. 1.57 goals against average over the last 14 games. That's where I want to start. You're number two in the league in save percentage. And despite the fact that you're 29th in goals for, you have a positive goal differential because you're second in the league in goals against. And I think that speaks volumes. And I know Bishop got, and I'm hoping for you guys, just nicked up, but got a little bit nicked up last night. You called up Landon Bow today. But just a comment first on the combination of Bishop and Hudobin in goal. Well, they've been outstanding all year. We, we went through a pretty tough time in November, December. We had five or, of our six defensemen out, and uh, we really got hit with the injury bug, and we've never really recovered, to tell you the truth. Uh, Stephen Johns and Mark Mathot are both done for the year, haven't played any games for us hardly at all this season. So uh, so we lost. You know, our back end really got dinged up. We survived, and it's really a compliment to those those two guys really you know, set the stage for how we're going to play defensively. They kind of kept us in games, and then the our team has kind of evolved from there, so they've done a great job for us. I don't know how many teams have three defensemen double-digit goals, but you have three. Uh, you have one who's on an ELC in the first year of his ELC, uh, another who's got a long-term deal that you got signed on a sweetheart deal, and the third guy, Esselindel, he might be—I mean, he might be the best two-way guy right now. The trio. Um, you're going to have to get him signed. He's a restricted free agent, but it's a different game today. You got to have puck moving on the back end, and you guys have that with those three. No, we do. We're, we're we're pretty lucky. You know, John Klingberg came in, been in the league now for about four years. You know, we talked about later developing. He's kind of a later developing guy, and uh, he's come in and he really quarterbacks our our offensive end of the thing. And then Essa Lindell, uh, he, he's just been uh, probably one of the more underrated defensemen in the league. He just does everything for us. He's rock solid, uh, and he's because of those injuries, kind of got a little bit more opportunity offensively and. and grabbed it. And then Miro Heiskanen, he was our third overall pick two years ago, and he's come in, and uh, he's he's going to be a special player. He's uh, uh, he's not flashy, but uh, very effective, and uh, he's a great skater, and, you know, at 19 years of age, he's just kind of scratching the surface, and has got a great future ahead of him. Is it comparable for Lindell to Matias Ekholm too much? Is that, a, is that a reach, or is that fair? What do you think? No, that, that's very fair. Uh, Echo might be, might have a little bit of a size advantage, but uh, Essa Lindell is a strong, strong man I mean, in one-on-one battles, and uh, he, he's rock solid. He just uh, he wins all the battles. His uh, gap control is outstanding, and, and he's very deceptive offensively, which has kind of come out this season. We're joined by Dallas Stars general manager Jim Nill. Jim, you got Tyler Sagan signed to an eight-year extension, just under uh, $10 bucks. Uh, Jamie Benz in year two of an eight-year deal. Those big horses are with you long-term, along with Ratchelov. And I mention this because you're, you're going to have, by my count, close to $20 million expiring on some contracts here. You're going to have some – I don't want to get too, high, too far ahead here, but you are going to have some flexibility come the offseason, aren't you? 
Yeah, no, we're going to have flexibility. Now, we have some young kids coming up, which is really helping also. You know, Rupi Hintz is really starting to come into zone. Jason Dickinson, uh, you know, we get those type of players. We have Miro Heiskanen still for two more years. So we have some flexibility, but on the flip side, you know, as we all find out in this business, you got to be careful because it can catch up to you quick. So, you know, we're going to, we like where we're situated right now. We got lots of flexibility. Uh, but but I think kind of the, the one part that we're excited about is we got some good young kids coming that are going to kind of help us you know, keep the cost control down as far as contracts and the caps. So right now we, we think we're in a pretty good spot. We've got a couple of young goalies, Landon Bow. Uh, we just, uh, Jake Ottinger is a young goalie, just is turning pro for us uh, down in Austin this year, just was at uh, BU. Uh, so we we think we got some good you know people in place. Um, now you got to wait and see, you know, development, and we'll see where this all goes. But we, we think we're in a good spot right now as far as cap-wise and player ability. Uh, uh, you mentioned Mathot and Johns are done for the year. Uh, you got three forwards out. Hansel's had some back issues for a while. I think he's only played like six or seven games. Uh, we, the owners obviously had Pitlick, who, who constantly fought injury issues. He's got a wrist challenge right now. And then obviously the bad luck on Zuccarello. Do you expect any of those three forwards to, to be able to help you here down the stretch or once you get going in the playoffs? Yeah, Zuccarello and Pitlick are... are they're very close. Uh, I'd say maybe the next two or three games are going to get back at it. So we're going to start getting some depth back. Um, we've fought the injuries all year. We, we've had five five to eight guys out all season. And, you know, it's disappointing. You know, it's just, just hard because you never get your team together. But in the end, it might be the best thing for our team also. We've really had to find uh, some other guys have stepped up, uh, which has been great. Guys have great opportunity. And I think it's really helped our team learn how to play the right way. And we're starting to kind of reap those rewards a little bit right now. Um, and I, I got to ask you just about this. You added a couple 30-year-old wingers that can really skate uh, you, you know, you bring in Como, who spent the last three years in Colorado. Andrew Cogliano, who we know well here at Edmonton, who signed a three-year extension in Anaheim, and you you moved him for sure. Just is that maybe a, to a certain extent a by? There, I mean, they're competitive players, but they can skate. And is that a byproduct of maybe how the game has moved a bit here over the last couple of years? That guys that have that facet in their game uh, are valuable uh, acquisitions, even well into their thirties. No, they are. You know, we, we did our homework on both of them. You know, Cogliano, he's always been a great skater, uh, good guy in pace, and he's an outstanding guy in the dressing room. We knew we got all these young kids coming up, and, and both these guys, Blake Como's the same way. They're, they're, uh, you know, their condition is top level. They play the game the right way. They both got good speed. Uh, but we knew with these, you know, we got the Dickinsons, the Faxes, uh, um, Rupi Hints. Uh, we got Gary Onoff, a young man in the minors. We got uh, Joel Lesperance, who we brought up from the minors. We got some good young kids coming up but you need to have those the right veteran presence around them the guys that play the game the right way and uh, that was kind of the mindset behind signing those two guys last words is out of uh, michigan tech i know our station manager sid smith's son alex smith is playing there right now he's a hard-dosed uh, centerman it's a really good face-off circle sometimes those kids that come out of uh you know schools like that they may they're not the bu's they're not the uh michigan's uh of recent vintage, they're not the Minnesota Duluth, but just just the thought of do kids like that kind of you know do they have a little bit something more to prove? And was he a bit of a surprise? Because I I don't I don't know if you thought he was going to be close to a thirty goal score down on the minors uh, based on his college numbers. No, he's you know he's a guy you know Scott White uh, kind of runs our uh, our that end of our our 
op- hockey operations as far as uh, college and college freeze and he's done a good job over the last uh, three four years uh, you know we had Sheldon Dries who became a free agent and signed with Colorado last year but he was a big part of our team that went to the Cola Cup finals so was Les Perron so you know we, we, we've added these young kids and uh, you know Derek Laxdahl who everybody knows here in Edmonton is our coach down in uh, in Austin Texas that's our farm team in the American League and uh, he's done a great job of developing these kids and, and any time you can add a a Joel Lesperance, who, uh, you know, for better or worse, is a free player that you get a free crack at. And he develops into probably something more than we thought he'd be. Uh, you know, it's a bonus. And uh, that's that's what Joel is. He's We signed him last year. He was part of that run to the Calder Cup final. Uh, got to experience that. And then he came to camp. It's his first, first camp he's come to and uh, had a very good training camp and continue that the American Hockey League was the leading goal scorer until he got called up and he's continued to do it here he's he's got, he's only got one goal so far but he's played well he's a big body uh, you know he's still the pace can still pick up a little bit but um, for where he's come from he's doing a great job for us and, and those guys are uh, real bonuses uh, once you can add them to your team you guys as an organization did go through some tough times and there was an ownership change and I think Jason Ferris when he started there, I think he was probably looking at about 4,500 season ticket holders, and I think you guys are at 11 or 12. So you're not in a bad spot there. But in terms of uh, there are certain advantages, Texas tax-wise, and also in terms of the pressure on the players. And I, I, maybe you could speak to that because you worked in Detroit. You, you know, they call it hockey town. Obviously, you're, you know, you're from Western Canada. You understand the passion out here. But is it easier or harder for a player – to play in a market where maybe, with all due respect, Jim, you know, the Dallas Cowboys are going to be on the front page virtually every day of the week, whereas when you're here in Edmonton, it's your, you know, hey, man, they're talking about whether or not the number six defenseman should be playing more minutes. I mean, maybe give me some perspective on, on, on from your perspective, how you see that. Yeah, I think it, it depends on the individual players. You know, so some guys handle things different, uh, but that there is there's still an internal pressure there, uh, and there's a pressure to perform. You know, our pressure is to, uh, in those markets, you have to win to to be part of the market. Uh, so it's a little bit different that way, and uh, so there is that pressure to to win. Um, it, it's a great market, but it is actually a pretty demanding market. Also, they're uh, I don't want you know they they demand. When you're not part of the culture down there, you know, like football is the culture. Right. Um, When you're not part of that culture, people are only coming when you win. And so there's, you know, there's that pressure there that, you know, to to be relevant in the market, you have to win. And uh, so it's it's a different pressure that way. Um, uh, You know, some players can live through that, some can't. Uh, but but in the end, it, it's it's a great market. It is a good sports market. Um, but like I said, our our biggest challenge is is staying relevant in the market. And to do that, you have to win in those markets. First year of the Jim Montgomery experience. You guys are in a playoff spot. I mean, you're basically a lock to make it at this stage. Uh, how do you think it's gone? It, it's been a great year for Jim. I, I give him a lot of credit. He came in, and you know you can talk about the NHL all you want, but you have to live it. And it's a big jump from college hockey to the NHL. It's eye-opening, and it's it's not so much the game itself, but it's the, the everything behind the scenes, the everyday grind of you know your you know you played last night. We played last night in Calgary, and win or lose, you got to 
get back on the horse and yep. you're going to play Edmonton tonight. And that is a different, that's a different animal for all coaches. And until you live it and experience, you don't know how you're going to deal with it. And that's where I give my, I tip my hat to Jim. He's, uh, he's done a great job. I know it was overwhelming early on. We had some great discussions and, you know, he, he was shocked by the, you know, the time it takes, the, the pressure every day, um, dealing with the players every day. And, uh, uh when we had that little bit of a break, the all-star break there, I, I just saw a whole different guy. It, it gave him a chance to kind of sit back, reflect on the league. He started to realize who we were as a team, how to deal with the players. And since that time, he's really grabbed the team, and, and the team has taken off. Jim, as always, we appreciate your time, and thanks again to your PR department for making you available at this time of the year. Yes, you guys take care. All, All the right. best. You bet. That's Jim Neal, the general manager of the Dallas Stars. It is uh, 150 at Edmonton. When we come back, we'll wrap up the show with this day in Oilers history. It involves Grant Fuhr and Wayne Gretzky. This is Oscar Clefbaum from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Shed. Thanks a lot, Oscar. I'll tell you that uh, tomorrow we'll have Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers, courtesy of the River Cree Resort and Casino. Elliot making some noise with his, uh, he sort of threw out Mike Gillis last week, and we had an animated discussion on that. Uh, we might circle back to that. Kurt Hill, the general manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings, game five here tomorrow night, Medicine Hat Tigers and Edmonton. Tonight, of course, Oilers and the Stars from Rogers Place, 5.30 face-off show, 7 p.m. puck drop. We are going to go to this day in Oilers history for New West Travel. Ask about their destination wedding packages and corporate employee reward trips. Visit newwesttravel.com for more information. All right, Bob. Uh, on this day back in 1988, I threw a change up at you here. Wayne Gretzky topped the 100 assist mark for the eighth consecutive season, extending his own NHL record. And that was during an Oilers uh, 6-4 win over Toronto at Maple Leaf Gardens. Gretzky had a goal and three assists in that game. There you have it. Uh, this day in Oilers history. So you're saying you updated that one on the fly. That's right. Because that was yesterday's, right? Yep. <laughs> I thought so. This day in history brought to you by New West Travel. Call about their destination, wedding packages, and corporate employee reward trips. Visit newwesttravel.com for more information. Well, that wraps up. The, uh, why are you playing this song? You never play this song. That wraps up the Thursday edition of uh, Oilers Now. With each and every day, I'm feeling older. Let me tell you, this song reinforces what it's like when you're growing older. All right, off to a global news weather traffic update with Cassandra Jodwan. So long, everybody. Rejoin you at 530. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.